After this, Jesus appeared once more to his disciples at Lake Tiberias. This is how it happened. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel, the one from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples of Jesus were all together. Simon Peter said to the others, I'm going fishing. We will come with you, they told him. So they went out in a boat, but all that night they did not catch a thing. As the sun was rising, Jesus stood at the water's edge. But the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Young men, haven't you caught anything? Not a thing. Throw your net out on the right side of the boat, and you will catch some. So they threw the net out. disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Peter heard that it was the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken his clothes off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples came to shore in the boat, pulling the net full of fish. They were not very far from land, about a hundred yards away. When they stepped ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net ashore full of big fish, 153 in all. Even though there were so many, still the net did not tear. Come. And eat. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. So Jesus went over, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This then was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from death. After they had eaten, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Take care of my lambs. A second time, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Take care of my sheep. A third time, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me?
Peter became sad because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And so he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. I am telling you the truth. When you were young, you used to get ready and go anywhere you wanted to. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you up and take you where you don't want to go. In saying this, Jesus was indicating the way in which Peter would die and bring glory to God. Then Jesus said to him, Follow me. John 21, beginning at the verse, first verse down through, is the story you just saw depicted on the screen. You don't need it read. You've just seen it visually. There's something about needing a second chance. There's something about when life has not gone well for you the first time that you need somebody to give you a, another time. Sometimes you and I struggle with the fact that we wish that God would make our way a little smoother. And if he couldn't make it a little smoother, at least if God would make the path a little clearer, and if he couldn't make it smoother or clearer, at least could God tell me how it was gonna come out. And life has a way of causing our minds to wrestle and to struggle and to wonder where is God? None of those times are nearly as bad as when it happens that you realize that the failure is not in God, but in you. It doesn't get any worse than coming to the recognition that you made a mistake, that you messed up, that, that, that things that you thought you were not going to do, you actually did. And things you said you were going to do, you actually didn't do. And the way you said you thought you were going to be, you weren't that at all. And everything you renounced, you became. It, it's tough when you have stood on a truth and have acted as though it was good when you realize later on you were more talk than action. 
Peter here faces himself. And if one was really honest about it, what Jesus does to Peter is to simply make him look in his own mirror and to see himself. You know, it's so easy to pick out the flaws on somebody else. You got a spot on your dress. Your hair needs to be cut. That doesn't look right. That's too tight. That's too short. That's too long. You needed more spanks. It's easy to see it in someone else. But most of us don't want to look in the mirror. And so if you bow your heads right now and say, Lord, as you restore me, give me the strength to look in the mirror and give me the grace to accept your restoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Here, if you read the text closely, John, Peter looks at him and he's delighted that he's seen the Lord. And it's funny how the Lord finds him back where he first found him. He found him fishing. He's back fishing again. He found him with an occupation. He has returned to the occupation that he had before. He found him then unsuccessful. He returned to that which was unsuccessful again. When he found him, he gave him success with the words, I'll make you fishers of men. Once again, he gives him success, and this time he commissions him, don't go back again. There's something intriguing about the text. If you look closely, and I know you did, but if you do it again, look closely, Jesus keeps asking him, do you love me? And each time he asks him, do you love me? Peter seems to get a little more agitated, but it is not until the third time when he asks him, do you love me? That the Bible uses these words, depending on translation. Peter was grieved. Peter was hurt. Peter became upset. Because it was at the third time that the connection between his own life and everything he'd been through was made in his mind. The first answers were superficial. You know, someone said, do you love me? Yeah, you know, I love you. You love me? I love you. Do you really love me? Now you stop because you want to say, where is this going? 
Because you know if you're asking the question more than one time, you know that something must be attached at the other end. There must be some requirement. There must be some responsibility. There has to be something else you're looking for in order for this relationship to be a focus and to really work. Now you're asking me over and over again, do you love me? It's almost like Jesus is doing it in front of everybody. Other disciples are there. I mean, we could have had this conversation in private. You, you don't have to front me. You don't, 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 don't put me on out street. Can I help somebody? You see, when you've lost your dignity, even if you lost it in private, it has to be restored in public. Somebody needs to know. No, yeah, let me get it again. When you have fallen, even in private, somebody needs to realize you've been delivered in the public. Okay, y'all, y'all ain't y'all ain't helping me yet. Y'all ain't helping me yet. <laughs> see, see, when life has taken you down and nobody else knows you've been down but you, you will continue to walk with your head down until God in public says, lift up your head for you are free. See, uh, I, I like something about this text. Jesus does three things to restore him. Number one, he restores him by confronting his failure. Confronting his failure. Now, I need, I need to say something about that. If you notice, Jesus asked him three times. But notice what Jesus doesn't do here. Jesus does not say, Pete, when I was getting ready to die on the cross, you were cussing folk out, denying that you even knew me. Matter of fact, truth be told, you did it at least three times. How are we gonna straighten this out? Watch this. Jesus never puts his business in the street. He's talking to him. He's trying to restore him. He doesn't want to shame him or embarrass him. Anybody else that doesn't know what he's been through doesn't need to know. This is between me and my son. This is me and my disciple. I'm going to make sure he knows that I know even though I wasn't there. So I'm going to give him some indications that the Lord sees even that which you think nobody else sees. But this is between me and him because I need to get him straight. It ain't none of your business what I'm doing with him. Don't ask me no questions about what I'm saying to him. I'm trying to straighten him out because I'm getting ready to restore 
him into position and the position has purpose attached for it for the present world and I need to bring him up I ain't here to put him down I just gotta shake him first to let him know that I know everything and I have forgiven everything Can I have somebody here? Uh, I'm gonna bless yourself. Uh, I have a, I had a cousin who, who's going to home glory, and uh, he did a bid. For those who don't know, he went to prison. Uh, he went to prison for something he didn't do. And I said, "You took that plea deal?" He looked at me, and he said. If they had got me for what I really did. <laughs> yes, I took this deal because this wipes out what I really did. had to live with the knowledge that those other things were still in the universe that could one day pop back up on him. Y'all ain't working with me here. Let me, let me say, I mean, man just got arrested the other day for a crime that was committed 30 years ago. Something in his past done pop back up on him. Y'all ain't got that yet. Here. Peter, I'm going to straighten out everything in your past right now. And you don't have to worry about the old account because the old account has been settled and everything is all right. You don't owe me nothing. No more explanations do. Let's straighten everything out today. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let me. Let me, let me see. I, I'm a, I got to. I got to move it. He confronted him with his failure. You know, at breakfast he says he looks at him. Uh, you, the text says in John 21:15 says after breakfast Jesus said to Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me more than these others? Now, Jesus is looking around at the other disciples, looking at Peter, looking at the disciples. And he says, do you love me more than these? And, and, and what one has to realize is that this is a heavy statement. It doesn't seem heavy on the surface. On the surface, it just looks like, what does that mean? No, but if you think about the way he has acted previously, watch this. Matthew 26, 33, Peter answered the question about who's going to be with the Lord. Six, Matthew 26, 33, Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. What, what you say, Pete? John 6, 66 through 68, he says, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the disciples, to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, 
Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Mm-hmm. But at the cross, him wasn't there. John 13, 37, Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Let me tell you something. Jesus looks at him and says, bro man, real talk. Not your time to die. Sounds real cute right now. I'll give you a chance at it later. You'll get it in the end. In truth, Jesus reminds Peter that brother man, listen to me saints, when you start comparing your righteousness, your loyalty to God, to other people, what you are doing is playing a dangerous game. Because see, you start playing one-upsmanship of salvation. I'm more saved than you are, nah, 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 nah. I'm more holy than you are, nah, nah. I speak in tongues more than you do, nah, 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 nah. You can't shout like I do. The failure that he had was not in going to the cross with Jesus at that moment because it was never his role to go to the cross. He was intended as a successor to be one to help lead the church into the new age. He was not intended to die at Calvary. That was not his failing not being there. He wasn't supposed to be there. His failure came in his not recognizing that all of us are equal in God and none of us are better than the other. And and all of us have different places and different roles to play in the kingdom of God and that's why Jesus said do you love me any more than these others I'm sitting with them too had a meeting with Deacon S yesterday that I connect. I got to the meeting early in the morning first of all I got to the parking lot and I felt like my, my friend I was went from Alabama and I went to school in Alabama, so when I used to go down Alabama a lot of times, drove one of my friends home from school, we got back to their neighborhood, and in their neighborhood it was all dirt roads. So we turned onto the street, and on that day, the dirt road had turned into regular, I'm talking about blacktop. So we were driving down the street, and we turned the corner. I'm with Brother Ed Patton, never will forget it. His friend is in the back. She live in the same neighborhood. We turn the corner. That sister start hollering, Black Top! Black Top! I thought she was losing her mind. But I understood. When I got to the church, the other day, Black Top! But, but I, I digress. I wanted to meet with the deacons, and the deacons asked, we, we got together. And I arrived and the tables weren't set right. And I said, I said to Minister Roberta, I said, I thought I told you I wanted a round circle or a square. I want everyone to look at each other. She said, I, I told him, I gave him that. I said, okay. So when the deacons came down, I sent her back in the kitchen. You, you doing enough cooking, God. You already blessing us. 
But when they came down, I said, reset this up. Change this. I want this this way. And that table right there is too low. Put it in the back. Bring me the bigger table up front so that all tables are equal. Then my brother came by, one of my brothers came by and said, well, this ain't a, a, a circle, this is a square. I said, what I want is that everybody will have a seat at this table and realize that each one of you, male and female, each one of you, leaders in the kingdom of God, are equal and your voice counts in here. And my wife and I will sit here with you as your equals and we'll talk with you about what thus said the Lord. What the kingdom needs to realize is that we are one. Uh, I got a glove, I got to hurry. What I need to realize, Peter goes and he, he, he looks at his failures, but the second thing God does is he, he challenges his faithfulness. He challenges his faithfulness. I, I got to do this real quick. He keeps saying, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? At the third time, the grief starts, but the grief starts as not a recognition of the request of do you love me. It starts as a recognition of the failure as Jesus is heading to Calvary. Because three times, Peter fails and he goes to cussing. And it was a recognition of that Watch this quick moment. He's going to have a flashback. The first flashback is going to be to the day of Jesus' death, Good Friday. The second flashback is going to be to the prophecy that Jesus gave him. And Jesus had spoke to him, said, Peter, I know you think you're all that, but before the cock crows thrice, you'll deny me three times. And this time when he's asking him, man, are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be faithful? And I know it looks like he's saying to him, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. He, that's not what he's saying. The first time he says, feed them. But then he says, take care of them. First time means preach the word. Second time means go heal them and help them and be available to them. Y'all ain't got this just yet. First time means preach on Sunday, teach on Tuesday. Second time means you get some support and go help folk on Monday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. First time means talk from the sanctuary. Second time means go into the street, into the ordinary. First time means bring in disciples and train them. Second time means send out disciples and feed them. Feed my sheep, take care of my people. Then the last time, as he gets all choked up, he gets choked up, Jesus does what I love. The third thing he does is he confirming his fellowship. His fellowship. He confirms it. He confirms his fellowship. What do you mean, Reverend? Well, Peter, I need everybody here to know I'm doing, watch this, I, I don't have time to do it all, so let me give it to you real quick. 
A, B, and C. Peter, I'm reinstating you to purpose. Tell somebody, say, neighbor, there's purpose attached to my life. I'm reinstating you to your purpose. See, if, if Jesus doesn't do this, then everybody, when they later find out what Peter had done, if they didn't know at that moment, if they later find out that he had gone and been cussing, they would have disrespected him, wouldn't have treated him like an apostle. But because of what Jesus does here, he now can be reinstated into his purpose as a preacher, as a teacher. Look at somebody and I said, neighbor, just because somebody falls doesn't mean you have to keep them down. I know this is a good sermon right here. I feel like preaching. I got to stop this thing, but watch. He reinstated him purpose, but he also reinstalled him into position. He reinstalled him into position. Look, I know you need to be leading and teaching the flock of God. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with, with him. Listen, you got to get this right here. So Peter, I'm not only reinstating you, but I'm reinstalling you into your position as a shepherd over the sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then finally, and I go to my seat with this one, God restores him, but then God did one other thing. He reminded him of the price. This is still the A, B, and C under confirming his fellowship. The C is he reminded him of the price. Stay with me for a moment. Jesus says to him, one day is going to come soon that you're going to be taken where you don't want to go. And you're going to be strapped the way you don't want to be strapped. And the Bible says that the writer then declares that Jesus says this to him, decreeing and declaring how he would later die. Y'all ain't got that yet. Now, now some of y'all going to get a little anxious right about here because you're going to say to yourself, I ain't ready to die. He didn't ask you. But he did ask you to be prepared to live your life like you're ready to pay the price. Oh, y'all didn't get that up in here. Listen, he tells him, I need you to understand, Peter. They're going to take you and they're going to carry you where you don't want to go. And they're going to wrap you up. And he said, when you get old, in other words, Peter, first prophecy you need to know is you weren't supposed to die young because I needed you to last until you got old. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed went over your head. In other words, the first prophecy given to Peter is a prophecy about the longevity of his age. That God was going to give him length of days in the earth realm before he would die a martyr's death. I want to help somebody here. Jim, you need to realize if you're old and you're still living, it is because God has purpose attached to your life. You didn't just get old to be gray and pretty. You got 
not old because God has something he still wants to get done in your life. God has kept you here for a reason. You could have died a long time ago, but God knew he could use you to get kingdom work done. Well, I'm going to get kingdom work done. I'm too old. I can't holler. I'm riding in a wheelchair. God said, I can use you as a living example that I'm still real, that I still bless, that I still save, that I still deliver. Look at somebody real quick. Say, neighbor, God is restoring. I gotta go out here. Look at somebody else say, neighbor, I'm getting my joy back. Look at somebody else say, neighbor, I feel my shout coming back. I had my head down, but I'm lifting my head up. There's no shame in my game. God's been too good to me so I'm going to praise him do I have a witness in here is there anybody here that God has restored who can testify the Lord has been good to me and I'm going to praise him do I have a praiser in the house is there anybody that'll tell him thank you anybody that'll give him glory anybody that'll shout I'm so glad I am restored Do me one favor, just tell somebody, I am restored. Come on. I am restored. I am restored.